0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, August the 8th, 2022. It is currently 8.40 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, where I have to ask you a very, 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 very important question. I have to ask you a very, very important question. I have to say that a number of times to ensure that I said it correctly. I have to ask you a very important question. So how did your Bible study go today? Spend any time studying the word of God, reading the word of God, memorizing the word of God? Did How did the Bible study exercise go for today? Did you spend any time in Romans chapter 12? Because that is the text for the Bible study exercise this week. Did you spend some considerable time in the text thinking about it? Considering some of the things I asked you to look at. Have, how did your study go today? I hope it was successful. I hope you were able to spend some time in God's Word. And if you were not able to do that today, well, welcome to another episode of the Bible Study Exercise podcast series where we are trying to get people to actually study the Bible so maybe I can help accomplish something this evening. I hope you're ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. If you have a Bible, open it up to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. We're not going to really review much this evening. We're just going to jump in and just try to give you a a little bit of some something to consider this evening, a little bit of spiritual food, a little bit of spiritual nourishment for this week's study, or that relates to this week's study. All right, you're ready? Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Verse 10, Romans chapter 12, that was verse 9, let me read it again, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, verse 10, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, now here is the key phrase for this week, in honor preferring one another and honor preferring one another. And this week, what we are focusing on for the Bible study exercise is your responsibility biblically to honor your neighbor, to honor your neighbor. I'm not going to go back through all of the previous studies and how all of this connects together. We did that in part one, introducing this week's Bible study exercise, Hopefully you are considering that, but just right here, right, right from the start. And I really want to just emphasize this a lot this week. I want you to consider your responsibility biblically to honor your neighbor to honor people you come in contact with, do you demonstrate honoring people, honoring the person at the fast food restaurant, honoring the person you work with, honoring people in your family, honoring people in your church? Do you honor your neighbor in any meaningful way, or have you ever even considered that as a biblical responsibility? Let me read this again. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read verse ten. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one, preferring one another. Let me read that again. Uh, in honor, preferring one another. Another translation states it this way: Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter 12. Let me read it in this translation. Here we go. This is very important. Okay. Uh, I think it's important. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters outdo one another in showing honor. You should be outdoing other people in your desire to show others honor. Have you even considered that? I'm going to emphasize that throughout this week. I want you to consider that. I want you to think about that. And I want you to ask yourself, have you ever even uh, pursued this uh, as a biblical responsibility in any way, shape, or form? So this evening, we're going to do this. We're going to go back and consider this phrase, the Greek word that... It's translated honor here in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. We're going to consider that Greek word one more time, do just a little bit of work on it, and then we're going to start asking ourselves, how are we to demonstrate honor to others? Because some would say Romans chapter 12 kind of outlines or at least gives us some ideas in how we can do this, all right? So let's go, if you have the uh, Blue Letter Bible app, let's open it up, the Blue Letter Bible app. And let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Open up the interlinear. Let's go down to the word in honor. And it's this Greek word. It's this Greek word. Strong's G, 5092, teme. 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 Have you considered your responsibility to show teme to others? To show teme to others? to your neighbor, to may to honor. Now, the Greek word is used 43 times, 35 times it's translated honor, eight times price, one time sum, one time precious. So 35 times it's translated honor. That's the typical way it is translated. Now, the Strong's definition, interesting, of value. Do you... When you show honor to others you're showing you you're showing value that you value them it's also uh, it's the strongest definition is a value money paid or concretely and collectively valuables by analogy esteem especially of the highest degree or the dignity itself honor precious price some. So this is when you show, when you honor someone, you're showing their value. In a sense, you're, in a sense, paying a price. You're paying, you're showing them esteem. You're showing them respect or you're, you're treating them with dignity and respect. In a sense, you're paying the price of showing them honor and esteem, and respect, and a sense you're paying the price that you're placing them above you and before you. Do you demonstrate that kind of honor to others? The outline of biblical usage, valuing by which the price is fixed, Of the price itself, of the price paid or received for a person, thing, bought or sold, honor which belongs or is shown to one, of the honor which one has by reason of rank and state of office which he holds, deference, reverence. The idea is that we are called, again, let me read it again, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Okay, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. You're demonstrating honor. And a sense by putting others before you, you are esteeming them. You are considering them. You're showing you, you're showing that they have value above you and before you. That is a biblical concept that I think has been completely abandoned and completely lost. We do so much. We value ourselves. We esteem ourselves. We want others to show preference and, and, and other people to defer to us. We are about our own self-exaltation, our own self-glorification, our own self-preservation, our own self-promotion, our own self-everything. And this comes along and says, no, 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 you are to honor others. You are to defer to them. You are to show them that they, you are to esteem them highly. You are to show, in a sense, reverence to them. You are to, sh- you are to defer to them. You are, in a sense, to promote them, to help them on, not yourself. That's so contrary to everything inside of you and everything inside of me. You know it and I know it. We fall short of this. That's why we never truly honor people the way we are supposed to. We fall short of this. That's why our salvation has to be by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone, because we fall so horribly short of this. But it's something we are to be pursuing. So today, on this Monday, who did you show honor to this Today. Who did you show honor to in your family, neighbors, strangers? Any Who did you show honor to? Did you demonstrate uh, that you honored others today? In what way? What, how, did, how did it occur? How, and, and you may have to say this evening, this Monday evening, man, I fell so short of that. I fell so short of that, which we probably all have to do this evening. Confess it. And again, know that our only hope is on the finished work of Jesus Christ and his imputed righteousness. But we should confess where we fell short today in doing this. But I think it's interesting. If you look at the curriculum, for those who have access to the curriculum, if you want access to the curriculum, all you have to do is email me. But if you look at this, I think it's interesting. They say this. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul launched into a practical description of love right after instructing the the Corinthian Christians about spiritual gifts in chapter 12. He did the same thing in Romans 12 when he followed up instructions about spiritual gifts by outlining how they were to love one another. It's as though Paul wanted us to remember the big picture purpose of our spiritual gifts, using them to fulfill the greatest commandments, to love God and to love others as ourselves. So it is interesting that Romans 12, 1 Corinthians, that that there's a similarity there. You can draw your own correlation between the similarity. Then they quote Romans 12, 9 through 13, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. And then this is what he says in verse, uh, this is what the, the uh, curriculum says. Beginning with verse 9, it might sound like Paul was giving us a random list of commands, but each one tells us how to love our neighbors as ourself, and each one is important. So they look at it, hey, this text shows us how to love our neighbor. I will go on to say, in some ways, this text shows us how to honor our neighbors And I think that's very important. What's interesting, I'm going to go back here, um, in the curriculum. I'm going to go back because if I can, if I remember. Love is seen in how we honor others. That's what's kind of the tagline for the curriculum for this uh, for this session. This is unit two, session four, and it's love is seen in how we honor others. If you want to know how to demonstrate that you love people, it's how you honor them. And I think Romans chapter 12, 9 through 21 gives us some clues on how we are to honor others. Now, I'm going to go back to the daily discipleship guide. I'm going to go back to it going to download it that's where the, I don't have to worry about any connection here and we we're, we're going to look at just the first one so we need to demonstrate honor uh, we need to we need to place others before ourselves and I want you to just continue to unpack that this week but what I want to do tonight is very simple I want to go back to Romans 12 and I want to just look at the very first part I think this whole section shows us how we are to honor People and or how to honor our neighbor, and honoring our neighbor is how we demonstrate that we actually love others. And so the first thing it it talks about in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, is this Let love be without dissimulation. Let love be without dissimulation. Now what in the world is this talking about? If I'm going to honor other, if I'm going to honor by my neighbor, I have to ensure that my love it was, is without dissimulation. What in the world is that? What is this referencing? How do we understand that? That's what we're going to work on just briefly this evening. Just just briefly. All right. So here we go. All right. Now this is very important. The list begins with our hearts. So they say that this list in Romans twelve begins with. What's inside of us? What's in our heart? Okay, I, I won't argue that. And it says the word dissimulation comes from a Greek word for play acting. Hmm, let's, let's do a little work in the interlinear to see if we, if we can prove this. All right, so Romans chapter 12, verse 9, let love be without dissimulation. Let love be without dissimulation. It's this Greek word: Strong's G five hundred five, anupakritos, 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 anupakritos. That's a, that's a new word that maybe you don't have down. Anupakritos, anupakritos is used six times, four times unfeigned one time without dissimulation and one time without hypocrisy that that may get us going in the right direction strong's definition um, and um undissembled sincere without dissimulation or without hypocrisy all right That that Thayer's Greek lexicon doesn't give us a lot of information. The uh, outline of biblical usage is unfeigned, undisguised. Now that may give us a clue. And sincere. So if we're going to show honor to people, well, we are called, we know we are called to love everyone. We're to love our neighbor. We're to love even our enemy. But it has to be a love that is without dissimulation. It is a love that is without disguise. It is a love that is sincere. It is a love that is unfeigned. Now, if we go back to the curriculum, they describe it this way. The word dissimulation comes from a Greek word for play acting. In ancient Greek stage plays, actors presented their characters by wearing a mask, Sometimes switching masks to convey a different character. People eventually use the term to refer to a figurative mask used by someone whose true identity is different from the way he appears. When Paul told us to let love be without dissimulation, he was calling for us to have a pure to have pure hearts. We are not. We are not to do what seems loving for the sake of appearance with an ulterior motive like gaining something advantageous or avoiding something unpleasant. So if we're going to demonstrate honor to others, we have to love them without a disguise. We have to love them in a sincere way. There has to be a purity in our love. And so many times, what we refer to as love is really simply a disguise. It's a disguise. I hate to say it. It's really a disguise for lust. It's a disguise for I love you because of what I get from you. I love you because of what the uh, advantage I get from this relationship. That's not how we demonstrate honor to our neighbor. We are to love in an unfeigned, un, in a way that is sincere, a way, as one translation says, Romans chapter 12. Let me read it from a different translation. It says this way, lo, let love be without hypocrisy. We are, If we're going to honor people, if we're going to honor our neighbor, We have to demonstrate a love that is completely absent of any selfishness, of any ulterior motive, of any hypocrisy, that it's a pure love. It's a love that focuses on, well, the the other person. It's about them. It's about exalting them, helping them, preserving them, promoting them, protecting them. It's not about what we can get from it. Now, immediately, what you're going to realize is, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, so if we go back and look at everything that we've learned, in Luke 10, we saw the parable of the Good Samaritan, we all fall short of that, we don't act like the Good Samaritan, we're the ones who are walking away, walking around the person, we're not showing a sacrificial love to take a stranger, someone whom we don't even know, and then we take care of them, and even though it's a sacrificial love that cost us something for someone that we may never get into. Anything back from. We realize immediately that the parable of the Good Samaritan shows us that we're all horrible at loving our neighbor and horrible at loving others the way we're supposed to. We fall short and then realize our only hope is in Jesus Christ, the true Good Samaritan. Then when we go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we saw a little glimpse into what love is, we should all realize we fall short of all of this. It's only God, it's only Christ who truly loved the way 1 Corinthians Corinthians 13 calls for us to love. We fall short. He does not. My only hope of then obeying the law of loving God and loving others has to be found in Jesus Christ and his loving others being imputed to my account right then we went to first timothy chapter 2 we learned about if we truly love people then we pray a certain way i'm not going to go back through everything we learned in first timothy chapter 2 i would challenge you to listen to the message from last night at victory baptist church where i preached over an hour in first timothy 2 i think i really explained what that means okay but we realize that we fall short of that as well christ is probably the only one who truly prays the correct way we pray with all kinds of wrong motives and wrong ways and wrong attitudes So we fall short of that. And then we come to this and immediately we're like, wait, I'm supposed to honor my neighbor. I'm supposed to place them before myself. And what do I do? I have to love them with an undisguised, pure love that's unfeigned, that's absolutely void. uh, It's absolutely missing any hypocrisy. Well, immediately you realize you don't love that way. So much of your love for others is a love Ultimately for self. See, this is how our love is filled with hypocrisy. I want you to listen to me really carefully here, right? I'm grabbing a, a whole box of pencils here. All right, I'll just grab one because once I start thinking, I have to have a pencil in my hand. I want you to think about this. Our love is hypocritical because we put on a mask that says, I love you. But the reality behind that mask is I love me. I love you because you make me feel special. I love you because I get this from you. You make me feel secure. You make me feel safe. You make me feel smart. You make me feel great. You make me feel wonderful about myself. You provide this for me. I get this from you, whatever. And and But we don't say it that way. No, 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 no. We say, I love you because of you. I love you because of all these wonderful things about you. But if you really think about it, the reason we love all those wonderful things about them is because those wonderful things about them ultimately somehow, make our lives better. They enrich us. They make us feel better. They make us feel good. They give it, they take away loneliness. They take away whatever. And it makes us feel wonderful. So in so many cases, when we really say, I love you, what we tend to be saying is I love me, but we put on the mask. We put on the, the, the hypocrite's mask and we say, oh no, I love you because you're amazing and you're great and you're wonderful and it has nothing to do at all with me. But the reality is I love all those wonderful things about you because of what those wonderful things make me feel. What I get from all of those wonderful things. We failed to honor our neighbor because we fail to love Without dissimulation. Now, on one hand, this is bad news because it shows how far we fall short of this. The only one who's loved. The correct way is the eternal son of God. God, for for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He loved us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. The, the love of God is the only kind of pure love in any way, shape, or form because he's loving those of us who we don't deserve anything. We can't give him anything. We don't bring him anything. We All we deserve is judgment, wrath, condemnation. We have nothing we can give to God. God is complete in and of himself. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not missing anything, doesn't need anything. He is perfect and complete in himself, but he chooses to love the unlovable, not for what he gets from it, but just simply to show mercy, grace, and love to those who do not deserve it. That's the only kind of pure un. Uh, Love without dissimulation is the love of God. Our love is all corrupted. All of our love is corrupted. Our love for God is You know what? A lot of times when we say we love God, you know what we're really saying? It's I love me. Why do I love God? Because God offers me salvation. God loves me, offers me purpose. God offers me meaning. God offers me forgiveness. God offers me salvation. God offers me some form of comfort. God offers me something to help me with my anxiety and my worry. So many cases when we say we love God, what we are really saying is, I love a lot of me. All of our, we, I just want you to see we fall short of this so drastically. When the Bible says love God and love others, you will never, you have never for five seconds ever obeyed that command. You never will obey that command. That's why your salvation has to be based on Jesus Christ, who does love the Father the right way. Who does, in a sense, love neighbor the right way. It's only in Christ's obedience to the law that demands that we love God and love others. It's His obedience that's imputed to me. So I stand before God and he can say, well done, good and faithful servant, because Christ is, because I am covered in the righteousness of Christ, which he does love correctly. But we are called to love this way. We are called to love this way. Do you honor your neighbor? Well, you are to love your neighbor. You're to love even your enemy with an unfeigned, undisguised, a love free and absent of any hypocrisy. So here's what I want you to do this evening. It's a very simple task. Very simple. I want you to grab a piece of paper. Okay, I've, I've given you the, the uh, we've looked at the word honor, to, to may. We've looked at the Greek word for uh, dissimulation. We've covered all. We, those are just basic information. I want you to sit down tonight. Now, I know it's getting late, but if you have any time, if you can just take 30 minutes tonight, just a piece of paper, and I want you to be brutally honest with yourself. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how to organize it. I'm not going to tell you how to write it out. I want you to just take pencil to paper It can be pen. I really don't care tonight. I don't care what. I don't care if it's crayon. I don't care if it's pen. I don't care if it's on a computer. I don't even care if it's on an Android device. I don't care. I just want you to honestly, just brutal honesty, right? That you just really talk about your experience with loving others. And I want you to identify in your mind if you think you've shown a love without dissimulation or if you've been guilty of loving with Dissimulation, with disguise, with uh, a love that is more a self love than an actual love for others. I want you to consider your love for God. I want you to consider your love for others. Uh, Three kinds of love love for God, love for others, love for your enemies. And I want you to see, I want you to try to describe in your mind where you think your love has been unfeigned, undisguised, it's been a pure love towards God, and, where, and, and what ways your love has shown dissimulation. And then I want you to consider just your love for others in general. Uh, it can be husband, spouse, children, family, whatever, uh, church members, pastors, whatever. Okay, And then just describe, just write out, just be blunt, how you think your love has shown it's a love without dissimulation and how you think you've shown love that is clearly well with dissimulation. And then I want you to consider your love to enemies. Love God, love neighbor, love your enemies. This is the, this is the, and some people say, this is the proof of one salvation. If this is the proof of your salvation, you're going to realize tonight that you're not saved. You cannot look to this for the proof of your salvation. What you have to look to is I've never loved anyone the correct way. That's what I think you're going to come to the conclusion of. And you can say, but Christ has loved the father the correct way. He's loved others the correct way. And he loved his enemies the correct way. Therefore his Obedience to love is imputed to me. So in Christ, I have, in Christ, I have loved others perfectly. But I want you to consider the practical reality of this. We are called to honor others, to honor our neighbor. Let me read it to you again. Romans chapter 12. Verse 10. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Do you honor your neighbor? Now, how can I show honor to my neighbor? Well, let's just start in verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. Do you love without hypocrisy? Do you love without disguise? Is it a pure love? And I know it's not. But we have to come face to face with the reality that so many times, I want you to hear this, every Christian, every person has to come face-to-face with the reality, that most of the time when we say, I love you, what we are actually saying is, I love me. I love you, God. I love me, God. I love you. I love me. I love my enemy. I actually love me. I want you to be brutally honest with yourself tonight. Now, I want—I would love—you don't have to show me what you write. I don't want to see what you've written down. And after you've written it down, you may need to delete it. You may need to burn it. You may need to shred it. I don't want you to—I don't want this to—I just want it to be a brutally honest time of self-examination. That's what I want it to be. That's what I want it to be. I want you to see how all of these are coming together. Our, our study in Luke 10, our study in 1 Corinthians 13, our study in 1 Timothy 2, and now our, our study in Romans 12. Now, there's so much more I want to say tonight. But I'm not. I want to hear from you. I hope, I hope you'll uh, engage me in conversation about this because I think it's so very, very, very important. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Love to get your thoughts, love to get your feedback. Let me know. All right. Now nobody has said anything in chat either. I've already offended more people today. I've already I've already had a bad day of offending people, I've already lost lots of subscribers today. <laughs> That's okay. And that had to be discussed when, what we talked about earlier. And really it kind of is applicable to kind of what we're talking about tonight, but I'm not going to draw the correlation. You can do that on your own, but I'd love to get your thoughts. So email me newsif at yahoo.com. I will stop. I I wanted this to be short, but I wanted to try to cover a little bit there and you can just, well, any feedback, any thoughts. I would love to get your thoughts on this beginning this week off on a, a, we're going to do, I hope we're going to have a great week of study. So, yesterday we did the introduction. Today is really the first day of looking at Romans 12, 9 through 21. We looked at verse 10, and we went back to verse 9. We looked at the Greek word for uh, hip, uh, honor, and we looked at the Greek word for dissimulation. You, so, you learned two Greek words. You learned a lot. Now, I've given you something practical to do, and I hope that you will engage in that. All right, thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear from you. Everyone, have a, have a, a great night of meditating on these subjects, because... We need to really be confronted with it tonight, if all possible. If you're not hearing this live, whenever you hear this, on that very day that you hear this, make it that day the priority to focus on what I just offered you to work on today because it's very important. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.